The yin and yang of my relationship with Taco Bell, where... Yeah, there's low. He's... <laughs> I either need to move or never move again. You have to start adjusting your stomach so you can get a fart out, and then you hope that's what you got coming. <laughs> what if there's a bomb about to go off? The only way to defuse it was the end one. Right, review review the N word. It would, yeah, yeah. Like, love the idea of someone coming in, like, let's get divorced. Why? Why not? Because he was married and he was going raw dog, dog. Those are serious injuries. Like, how is this person like alive after that? Like, but they love running. Why is everyone laughing? This is a tragedy. So it's like... <laughs> low. He's got third degree burns at this point. I think it's over for him. If there is a loving God in the universe, that they are laughing a lot whenever we <laughs> dislocate our knee or get a divorce. Like, not just laughing, but it is funny. I mean, I'm like, well, I ordered it. I got to eat it, right? <laughs> and I just power through it. And it tastes good. But boy, after those, that's... It sounds like you love it. <laughs> Richard Mall. I'm going to marry and divorce. Yeah, Richard Mall. Mm-hmm. And he is pounding cake after cake after cake with a dogged resolution. I will say there are tears involved, but they weren't mine. <laughs> yep. You deserve it. We've seen it all before, so let's reload on a very special episode. Of shows that sucked and shows that blowed. Buckle up, buttercup, it's a bumpy road. Going deep inside. suffering and fried dough also maybe divorce <laughs> in other words life is all we have but is it any good that's right dear listener astute followers of comedy central will realize that we are reviewing reviewed today starring forrest mcneil aka andy daly and featuring pancakes divorce and pancakes this is season one, episode three, coming in hot. I am your host this evening, Carolyn Maine, and with me is someone who knows his way around vomiting in a parking lot. Yeah, David Bitsenoffer. I think <laughs> if I actually have it. 
<laughs> you must have you just because so. I've seen how you do St. No. Patrick's Day. <laughs> well, I was, I was immediately going to uh, drinking related, but I definitely vomited <laughs> in a parking lot through for non-drinking reasons, just simply because for I was super sick. Pastries. Or just yeah. being sick. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't keep anything down for a day. And that day included me going out in the morning. <laughs> then saying, I can't keep anything down. Trying to get out of the parking lot. My mom was driving me and just vomiting right in the parking lot. Being like, all right. <laughs> if your mom was with you, you know it was real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and with both of us, as is per usual, someone whose answer to why get divorced is why not. <laughs> I mean, I have no choice but to chime in now. Austin Gordon. That's a much worse one for you. Now you know how <laughs> yeah, that's true. Feels. That's true. This is the uh, the bet I've made, and now I have to lie in it. <laughs> because you didn't want to take rules. on vomiting. <laughs> he should have just jumped in the vomit. It felt so, it felt so apt, though, for David. <laughs> that's, that's kind of you. And me as someone who's refusing the whole rating system because it's just that much of a head fuck. I'm Carolyn Maine. I'm your host this evening. Um, so this one's really fun. It's the time when I do like a show I actually like. We'll see if it's fun to review or just fun to watch, <laughs> which is always great. Austin, have you ever seen this show? And what do you think about divorce and or pancakes? I am significantly more pro pancake than divorce. Uh, I have not ever watched this show before. I'm vaguely aware of it. I know it gets talked about periodically. Um, I know the Comedy Central heads like it. Um, I want to say maybe it was one of those shows that got axed early and there was minor outcry or something like that. But uh, no. Looking at the episode run, season three only had three episodes, yeah. and that struck me as outrageous right, again. Right, today. So, yeah, not something with which I'm terribly familiar. I, I mostly recognize uh, Andy Daly as as the principal on a few episodes of Modern Family, which tells you um, oh. how little I know this show and how basic I really am. <laughs> yes, he's but been he's been everywhere. Yeah. He's I've seen him in lots of stuff. Been a big Daily Show correspondent. Primarily before this, I would say he's sexy Ben Franklin from The Office. Oh, I thought you were going to say sexy Ben Franklin from the Savers commercials, and I got really excited there for him. Oh, well now I want to look. Oh, you should up. totally look that up. Um, so, and I think he was question. good on Eastbound and Down is too. The term which is sexy another. Ben Franklin. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, redu- yeah. Because <laughs> he's sexy. Redundant is that the word you're it's, looking for? Yes, redundant is what I was gonna. I was gonna say reductive, which I don't know, and that's what's like. It's a know. little. He's more than just a, a beefy a beefcake. You know, why be so reductive about Ben Franklin? <laughs> As a Franklin Quaker. That was my high school and our mascot. Believe me, I know the prowess. (laughs) The animal magnetism. Right? No, it's kind of funny. We never watched The Office. I'm just realizing. That's a big one. Mm. We could get there. Um, David, what is your relationship with pancakes, divorce, (laughs) and or reviewing, reviewed? Uh, For, against, never heard of before. 
<laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. I didn't know anything about this, and I still don't know much about it, so I guess that's where we're at. <laughs> that's what's nice is coming in blank and learning <laughs> on your feet. I love a good breakfast pastry, partial yeah. to a poppy seed muffin, a mm. waffle, a pancake. Especially because it's the easiest one to cook. <laughs> I do right, so like yeah. pancakes, but I generally, mm-hmm. well, I don't eat a lot of breakfast. And then when I do, I, it's usually something savory if I'm like out for brunch like or something. an then, omelet. Yeah, like an omelet or like a biscuit of, with egg and biscuit of some sort. Egg or, yeah. biscuit sandwich, yeah. yeah or, or so like rank, a... rank pancake waffle French toast. Oh, this is a real fucking question. Are we ranking? <laughs> Or are we fuck marrying Kelly? <laughs> well, I mean, I guess eh, let's start with the rank, and then we'll do fuck Mary kill. Okay, okay. Hmm. Mm. They all have their place. Yeah. I'm gonna put French toast at the bottom, pancake in the middle, and waffle on top. That would be my order as well. Yeah. Waffle, waffle number one, pancake. And then, and then French one. toast last. Because it's got the crispy edges and contours. Right. right. But I don't want to cook it. I can cook a pancake. I can't always cook a waffle. <laughs> that sounds about right. I mean, it's so dependent on what you're doing with it. Like, I feel like waffles generally, I guess you can put some stuff in it. Usually it's just whatever you put on top. Where, like, pancakes you can fill with stuff. And, like, French toast it can do weird things with, like, the... Uh, batter you're putting it in or whatnot mm, and you can soak true. it in different flavors so right i want to try french toast more my husband right. makes it i have mm. not perfected it myself but that is a good savory sweet straddle yeah, yeah. strudel if you can add like <laughs> i would marry waffles wow kill mm. pancakes Wow. And fuck the French toast. He's gonna fuck the French toast. It's French. It's, it's, it's got French. some dirt. It's probably got some dirty tricks. <laughs> That's Frenchest, little... Austin. <laughs> it's called French kissing for a reason. <laughs> Is it? A French tickle. Maybe it's got a little more grip to it too. Like it's toothier. Yeah. Hmm. I guess we have to go with a. Austin's answer as a podcast, David. We're not allowed to refuse. <laughs> <laughs> he just sold it. Yeah, and I think divorce is a very useful thing in society, but last time I had a breakup, I was in my 20s, and I was never good at it. I was through a little fit every time. So <laughs> doing that plus paperwork sounds hellacious. Yeah, I don't recommend. You know, right? <laughs> David's got the experience. <laughs> but now you are in the cutest relationship in the world, so I guess. <laughs> I one of world? us. World? The world's a big place. <laughs> now I concur. In, in your street, at least in your yeah. corner. Your neighbors are very unhappy compared to you. I'm just guessing. Mm-hmm. but I'm sure. So, yeah. Yeah, this is reviewed. Um, Andy Daly is the star. We probably know him. You've seen him pop up in little things. And this is his big Comedy Central showcase showdown. <laughs> it's always really fun when a comedian gives himself the best role imaginable. <laughs> and the premise for this one is this totally normal, dippy, straight man 
takes on any life experience to review that people email or call in with. So he's reviewing life itself and he's at the whims of everybody. So if you guys want to continue with this series, they do a lot of fun stuff of just absolutely unraveling and pummeling this normal straight man into a guy on the edge by the end of it. <laughs> a lot of fun. And so as you can see, we're already that... in season episode three and we're cooking. We're cooking cakes. Is is that the general thrust of each episode? Mm-hmm. That, that it's, it's basically like he starts out, you know, eager beaver, like, let's do this, and then just gets consistently trod upon until he's just ultimately defeated at the end. Yes. It's one of those suffering shows. And I don't right, know if he gets right. ultimately defeated. I think, like, in this episode, it encapsulates his pervasive spirit. Right. <laughs> But he does get unhinged. He gets crazy. The man he becomes, yes, ending this premise, is a lost man. <laughs> it's very fun to watch him suffer if you like that sort of comedy, if you're that kind of sick puppy like me. Because it's, it's so cringe, but it's his choice to live this way for was presumably, you know, a modest salary, but he's being successful in his field. <laughs> But at what cost? That's that's what we're tasked with weighing. When you guys saw the title, did you think that he would actually have to get divorced in this episode? <laughs> uh, I kind of figured it out <clears throat> when yeah. I saw the title. Well, the problem with the title yeah. is it really just ruins kind of the ultimate punchline. <laughs> like it spoils True. the punchline. I don't know if of the whole episode of what happens at the end. Like, I'm like, well, I think I know what's going to happen after this part. And then when right. it said divorce, I'm like, eh, that's probably what he's going to be tasked with. So, <laughs> And as reviewers ourselves, mm -hmm. are we just cowards for reviewing television rather than <laughs> life, <experiences? laughs> life itself? Well, if your question is, am I a coward for just reviewing television? Mm -hmm. I'd say there's a, many more things above that that make me a coward before you reach the fact that I only review television. I concur. Mm -hmm. <laughs> about me? <laughs> about you. No, about myself as well. <laughs> right, right. No, I think David answers for the podcast. Uh, yep, there we go. <laughs> yeah, we have our own reasons to be cowardly, but it would be insane to do it Forrest McNeil does. Yeah. I did I did find it interesting if you want to if you want to get into the the setup of the episode yeah, but sure. that the that the pancakes so he's going to review pancakes and I was expecting it to be like he would review pancakes kind of like we just did talk about like pancakes are better than waffles for this reason or like these pancakes are really good or these are really Which bad ones or whatever. He's gonna fuck. Right. Exactly. Exactly. As one does. <laughs> Uh, but instead, it's more of a, so there's a guy, the guy that, like, sends in the request for the review is talking about how the back of the pancake mix box gives instructions for making pancakes, but the serving is 15 pancakes, and he wants to know what it would be like to eat 15 pancakes. So he's specifically reviewing not just pancakes, yeah. but the act of consuming 15 of them in one sitting. Which was right. a, a, you know, a fun twist. 
on sort of the mm-hmm. the pre- the expectations. Right. That's kind of how we do it with most things. Like the word will tell you what, but the hell is in the details. Right. And that's right. what we uncover. So yeah, uh, Forrest McNeil, he's reviewing life experiences and he has this professional newscaster type setup. He's got his hostess, AJ, and she just, it's, it's funny, they keep, she's very perky and blonde and newscastery. And she is involved in the show, but she doesn't have to roll around in the muck like he does. But she has to stay professional as he becomes increasingly unhinged. So she's got it pretty good. She feels a little bad for him, but not that (laughs) bad. This is just a job to her, and this is a life-ruining career to him. Well, it it seems like the producer is who's really bad for him. Yeah, (laughs) he is the devil. He's just doing what he told him to do. And I think we know him, and I think we'll get to him in just a little bit. AJ keeps her hands pretty clean compared to the producer Grant character. So so we get our first review request, and it is somebody with a pancake mix, and he wants to eat 15 pancakes in a sitting. How crazy. And Forrest is kind of looking down on it like this is not a profound experience like Mm -hmm. I dedicated myself to here. But I'm going to do it anyway. So off he goes. <laughs> well, he goes to a diner. And so mm-hmm. <laughs> my first problem is this is supposed to be boxed pancakes. And now he's not oh. he's not eating 15 boxed pancakes. He's eating 15 diner pancakes. And on the one hand, diner pancakes are fluffy and delicious and much better than boxed pancakes. But I'd mm. also say eating 15 box pancakes would be much easier than the giant pancakes you get at a diner as well so true like i always imagine what well at least what my mom would make at home which were much thinner and not as big like they're just much smaller pancakes and yeah because your mom's a little denser right yeah i mean yeah but your mom's got you know limited uh she doesn't have a a griddle yeah like a a a big you know diner style griddle she's got Mm -hmm. like you know covers a couple burners she's and she's Mm -hmm. making pancakes for you know five other people she doesn't have you know time or space to make like these big long you know platter shaped pancakes (laughs) like you get at a diner that was i mean brothers in pedantry david that was my comment (laughs) she was like i'm pretty sure home homemade pancakes would be significantly yeah. smaller per pancake than these gargantuan mm-hmm. ones that he's That's eating because i'd at home i could house like five or six no problem you know because oh, i was a yeah. boy anyways but they, they just weren't that big it's and 15 would still be a lot but i think it's manageable and as soon as he showed up the diner and ordered like you know five short stacks or or tall stacks i forget which one they were but you're like well this isn't gonna go well right and shockingly it doesn't go well It's literally all we have, but is it any good? Hello, and welcome to Review. I'm Forrest McNeil, and as always, I will review any experience you want me to, no matter what it is. You ready, Forrest? Yes, I am. Okay. Hey, Forrest, do they expect me to eat 15 pancakes? What's it like to eat 15 pancakes? That's the profound life experience he wants to know about eating 15 pancakes. That's his request, so. Yes, that is... The request that has been made. Okay, Nick. The world record for pancakes eaten in one sitting is 73 pancakes. 
that is held by a Russian man whose life must be an unendurable hellscape of excruciating sadness. Personally, I doubt I've ever had more than two pancakes in a month. Okay, five tall stacks of pancakes. Yes. And say back in the kitchen, if you can finish it all, we'll put your picture up on the wall. Mm, no, I don't think so, but thank you. May I have an enormous amount of water, please? You got it. This certainly is an upsetting number of pancakes. Here we go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I like how we're addressing the rules of it. If you guys <laughs> were doing Life Reviewed, you would definitely have stickler rules. Yes. <laughs> he did make it harder, but the diner is such a good setting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How folksy is it? How cute are all the waitresses who both admire mm. and pity him? I love <laughs> their little glimpses they have uh -huh. together. Uh -huh. And it makes his spectacle public. And in some ways, maybe it's about relating to humanity, right? He wants to go mm. to the diner like that painting of the night cafe. He's having an experience from the people who've asked him to do it. So he's going to take this public, even if... It's hell on his stomach because those are some big flapjacks he's There's pulling up to. So this is it, about three quarters of the way through. I basically <laughs> felt like I was just watching a really sad episode of Man vs. Food. Yeah, I know. <laughs> where, where like instead of like the crowd cheering Casey on and him being like, "Yeah, let's do this," and the mm. crowd's just like staring aghast at him as he sobs and shovels <laughs> another hunk of pancake into his mouth and like presses the pitcher of water against his forehead because he just has like the meat sweats from eating so many pancakes. <laughs> he says that he gets a pounding in his head and that his blood feels slow. Yeah. <laughs> well, he also said, you know, by the third stack, they've gone cold now. Right. right. And that's where I was also, you know, if you got to be smart about it, right? Nothing yeah, says yeah. you can't order them one at a time or at least, like, get mm -hmm. one, then order it while it's in front of you. So at least it might be a constant flow, but they're warm instead of all, all, all of them at once where they're definitely going to get cold. Yeah, when I... When I go to Red Lobster for all-you-can-eat shrimp, they don't yeah. bring out eight platters of shrimp at once, and I have to eat it as quickly as I can before it gets cold. They bring one out, and when they drop that one off, you order another one, and by the time that one gets there, you're done with the first one, and then you order another one, and it's just okay. like a train of delicious, delicious shrimp. Although I was at a restaurant recently where it was happy hour, and so it was buy one, get one free for tap beers. Uh-oh. And I ordered Ooh. one beer. And they bring two out to you right away. Of course. That, that's a pet peeve of mine. Because, again, it's yeah. going to get warm, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. But I thought you, I thought you were going to say that so when they brought the first two, you then ordered another one. Yeah, yeah So exactly. that before long, you had two more with you. And pretty soon, you were halfway through your first beer with three more staring you in the face. No, that only happens on, like, St. Patrick's Day. Or at a right. Twins game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or a Tuesday night. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there's pluses and minuses of being given all the food at once. Mm. And... The other thing that's reminded me of was yeah. a, um, there's a, a, a film critic that I follow on, on Twitter. I've read his stuff, Matt Singer, um, mm. who, I don't know if he's done it recently. I don't even know if they do these kind of things anymore. Once upon a time, Denny's, the the Denny's the diner chain I think I think Denny's are national aren't they Yes I've experienced them okay. most of the time For for a few years there they would there would be various like 
summer block, like one summer blockbuster a year, Denny's would coordinate some kind of tie-in menu. Right. So there'd be like some kind of pancakes. Yeah, there's a fantastic four meals. The Hobbit meal. Yep. But it'd be like, they'd have like multiple meals based off of that movie, right? Right. So it would be like, there'd be a, a... a breakfast thing with some kind of like goofy pancake that was loosely themed. Then there'd be a burger with some kind of sauce on it. It was like, you know, oh, the thing sauce or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then there'd be like a milkshake because it's Denny's, like a milkshake or a malt or something. And then like one other either breakfast thing or sandwich thing or whatever. And he would, whenever one of these themed menus would be going on, he would go to his local Denny's order all of the food on the menu and then like live tweet himself eating it (laughs) as he like made his way through the whole menu and that was the other thing i thought of throughout most of this episode was Mm -hmm. matt singer gorging on shitty denny's food (laughs) (laughs) and hating his life by like hating his life and like you could just track in the article when he like Mm -hmm. takes it all to and like posts it all together in one and it's just you just love watching the part where you can really see the self-loathing come into it <laughs> starting to question what he's done with his life and that's yeah. what i love it's the sadness of the marathon but runners you know they always look like happy by the time they're done even if they've shit themselves during the well, marathon they're just happy they're done though i mean i think <laughs> right but they love running but there is like there is exercise endorphins. Yeah. I've exercised yeah. enough, mm. just a little, to know that afterwards you feel really good, or else you would never do it. Mm. And then eating afterwards, you can feel really good, but like um, like a sleepy, kind of sweaty, sad, desperate, kind of pukey. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you eat too much, you're not feeling good. It's like it's not a runner's high, that's for sure. It's a... <laughs> Eater's yeah. low, I guess. Yeah, yeah eater's low. Eater's low. He's <laughs> so feeling true. it. Like, I mean, and there's being stuffed, and then there's when you've just eaten way too much, and you just don't right. even feel like moving, and you're like, I, right, like eating to the point of vomiting, yes, like a yes. Roman, mm. is is usually beyond most of us. Mm. I would hope. It's like the, being the, a little pleasantly stuffed, which is nice yeah, on yeah. occasion. Mm-hmm. The, the yin and yang of my relationship with Taco Bell. Where <laughs> when I'm when I'm on my way to pick it up, I'm like legit excited to eat Taco Bell. And then by the time I'm by the time I'm done, I'm like, oh God, why do I do this to myself? <laughs> it's that party pack, and it's the best value, which is. <laughs> Which is terrible. I made that comment to David the other day. I was like, you know how I know I'm a fatty? When I look at, like, fast food restaurants that have, like, party pack or big bundles, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that'd be enough food for me to eat myself as a meal. What's this party business you're talking about? Party of one. When we're talking about an eater's low, my actual thought, it wasn't actually Taco Bell, though. I think that may have happened there. But at Mexican restaurants in general is a good place for me to get it. Because what will happen is, you know, I get there and I decide I want. And I feel like the meals are always big. But then you get the chips and salsa. So my meal doesn't come until I've had, like, Two baskets of chips and salsa because <laughs> I have really no self control and I'm just like chips, chowing down on these fresh, chips. So I'm pretty fried. much not hungry once the food gets to me and I'm like, well, I ordered it. I got to eat it, right? <laughs> and gotta I just eat it. power through and it tastes good, but boy, after those, that's yeah, eater's low is when I, <laughs> when I, <I'm, laughs> 
when I'm done with it and I'm like, I just need to like move or something or I'm going <laughs> to like, work on this Either need Ruby. to move or never move again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have to start adjusting your stomach so you can get a fart out yeah, and then yeah. you hope that's what you got it coming. stops there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If it's Taco Bell, if you had the whole party of one pack, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Iron Knight's going to go. Yeah, so when Forrest bellies up to this <laughs> diner, he's got all these sweet waitresses who are really into his feet of pancakes. Mm-hmm. And he's signing up for an upsetting amount of them. They say they'll put his picture on the wall. He says, mm-hmm. no, thank you. Yeah, He's, he's a too little too cool for this one. And then, yeah, by three-fourths of the way through, it looks like he's only got two or three more pancakes left to go. This is about when he's ready to throw in the towel, though. And this is when we get the first ever mm-hmm. appearance of his producer, Grant, who, as you guys clocked, is pretty much the devil. <laughs> and he is an actor. I believe we all know some of his voice work that he's known for. Did you fellas recognize him? Mm. I did not, but I'm not. I did not. Great at recognizing Oh, boy. Him. Let me tell you, this is Dr. Thaddeus Venture. Oh, okay. Flesh. It is James Urbaniak. It is Urbaniac. We, of course, know he was also Robert Crumb in that movie about the other cartoonist, Hmm. Harvey. Oh, Harvey Picar? Yes, thank you. Harvey Picar's movie, American Splendor. James Urbaniac plays Robert Crumb. Yeah, Yeah. I totally did not recognize him as James Urbaniac at all. You can hear it, but it does help to know going in. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah, he hasn't had too many flesh rolls compared to how large he looms in Venture Brothers, I would say. And you can hear him. He sounds just like Dr. Venture when he's tempting Andy Daly into eating through more of these pancakes <laughs> because these are just the terms they agreed on for the show. And even though this is a pretty silly review... So was messing around with fungus until it became penicillin. <laughs> I do, I I do love the like grandiose cell he gives him as far as you know that this is gonna change the world or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, and it does. Like, if this was a real show, I think it would be infamous because reality TV thrives on cruelty. That's, mm. that's what we like. And as sad as he gets, that's what makes me laugh. I'm just that level of human. Oh, yeah. It would take like <laughs> that that's way works. more than episode three or way sooner than episode three for people to be writing in with just ridiculous yeah, requests. Yeah. Like, the, oh, like, right. you know, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is even in this episode, the the request to eat 15 pancakes is presented as like an innocuous one. Like someone that's just genuinely curious after reading this pancake box versus someone who's trying to like just fuck this guy over by making him eat a lot of pancakes. If it was a reality show and it really had people writing in by like episode two, you'd get just ridiculous. A bunch of requests for him to say the N-word, right? That's yes, 100%. <laughs> How many stars you think for the N word? Yeah, right. 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 Review, chat. review the N word. It would, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be like, what if there's a bomb about to go off? Yeah. The only way to defuse it was the N word. 
That's true. That's true that reality of this would probably be even worse than the fictionalization of this. <laughs> At least I can just laugh knowing no actual I mean, real people were hurt yeah. in this. It'd just be in reality, there'd be certain things they just wouldn't do. It would be like he'd do anything. Yeah. Like, what we're going to get to next, obviously, they just wouldn't do in any real way. They'd, if they wanted to, it'd be like an investigation into like talking to people or something, but not doing it himself, right? For something like that. Right. And they would vet the suggestions more. Yes, yes. You presume they do in this, but they would mm. probably do it for safety reasons, mm-hmm. which they don't. So producer Grant is able to convince Forrest to do what he set out to do, which is the review. The review must go on. <laughs> no matter how much he says no, he's supposed to <laughs> convince him otherwise, right? No. He is. He's the producer. <laughs> So Andy Daly puts that preposterous amount of water. They give him a whole pitcher of ice water to chug down these fried doughs. He puts it against his head. Then he scarfs the last couple of cakes. Mm-hmm. Everybody cheers in the whole diner. This is why we have brought it to the community. The waitresses are concerned but happy for him. Mm-hmm. And he stumbles out into the parking lot and vomits what looks just like the pancake batter coming out. <laughs> front of a minivan that's trying to park yeah, the minivan just nopes out of there <laughs> yes. which spoiler is a shot they call back to it's yeah. very funny I, it's just real enough for me. i also love like after he finishes and like everyone's cheering and his main like the main server that's been bringing the pancakes and like keeping an eye on him comes up and is like yo congrats you did it yay and then she just drops the checks like i'll take this whenever you're ready yeah, right. yeah. like I love that she, that she waits until he's done to drop off the check, like not while he was in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, that's that's a real touch, and it's not like they were running a special. This is mm-hmm. his own cockamamie deal, but at least right. at least the the company will probably pick it up for him with all they're putting him through. You'd hope. This one is really stupid. 
and everybody told him to knock it off, and he was gonna, until it turned out to be penicillin. Mm -hmm. This could be your penicillin for us. As I left the restaurant, I scanned my soul for some greater wisdom to share with humanity. Yeah, there's not really say about that it was extremely unpleasant and should be avoided at all costs eating 15 pancakes half a star <laughs> so we go back to the fancy studio oh and he says that he scans his soul for wisdom but finds nothing and that's when he pukes <laughs> he gained nothing but the pancake sweats and it's just very funny watching this man suffer through eating pastries. He says usually he would only eat about two pancakes a month tops. So he's besting <laughs> his record by indulging, overindulging, by pancake three. But he gets all the way up to 15, you guys. And back at the news station where he records his bumpers, he gives 15 pancakes half a star. <laughs> so he's begging for something toothier and more interesting. If you want like box pancakes, I bet you you get at least two stars out of it, you know. <laughs> right. It's just not going to be as miserable of an experience. Yeah. Yeah. So be careful what you wish for, David, because he's about to have an extra miserable experience. Yeah. The next writer wants Forrest to experience divorce. <laughs> and that's just a bomb that's dropped on him. AJ is a little concerned. Mm -hmm. doesn't stop her from being perky hands <laughs> it right off to him Forrest is saddled with that and I like whenever he leaves the news platform to go outside the crew is always there and they like don't talk to him <laughs> right they don't they're not buddies they or make eye contact with him or <laughs> right that's very realistic like <laughs> they're just different classes he's the entertainer and he's Job to suffer and the other guys are just there getting a paycheck and booming the rigs and such. They really can't give a shit about Forrest. AJ, a tiny shit. But Forrest, now, he's having to contend with a lot of things. <laughs> he's been married to his wife, Suzanne, for 19 years. This is the most happy marriage in the McNeil family. He somehow made a successful relationship with a person, <laughs> despite <laughs> maybe being weird. And they even have a kid together. So he's really weighing this. And he kind of tries to beg to producer Grant about, well, what if I just, this is where you guys come in. What if I make up a, a rule? Like, I just get married real quick and divorce someone else. And Grant's like, I could tell you a lot of easy answers. But that's not what this show is. <laughs> so. so Forrest, he does what he does in this show. And that bitch commits. And this time, he's committing to divorce. <laughs> yeah, you, you raised a really good point before, David, because, like, the 
if this was a real show, like review was a mm. real show, this is like the pancake one they do. This is the one where they'd come up with like the fake, uh, you know, they come up with a way to fake it or yeah, do, talk uh, to someone do else or yeah, right, right, interview someone, do an investigation into it, or into divorce yeah. or do like a mock divorce to talk mm. about like what it's like finding a lawyer and paying lawyers mm-hmm. fees and custody battles, but like not actually do it. So it is, it's just kind of interesting how it flips the, um, like what goes too far and what in terms of reality, what goes too far in terms of fiction. Mm-hmm. And here we go all the way. Right. So yeah, he gets, he gets divorced for his wife. And to me, the deliciousness of this scene, you know, just watching a a slave to theater and improv having to yes and a divorce (laughs) that he doesn't actually want. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the montage, uh, they show how lovely the wife is. His wife is played by uh, Jessica St. Clair, Mm -hmm. who's one of those, I feel like she's one of those, yeah, she's one of those comedians that's almost like a that guy. Um, that shows yeah. up in a lot of stuff. Like, I don't think she's... She had a mm-hmm. show on USA that was probably, like, oh. her big um, starring vehicle, but I feel like she shows up in, like, as a recurring but non-starring player in a lot of different things. Right. What show on she's... USA was she in? Uh, yeah. Playing House? House? Yeah. House mm-hmm. something? I'm checking with the crack research team here. To see what it was She called. comes off as very Playing sweet house. and genuine. Playing house. She's yeah. realistic. And but she, it looks like she's on, like, lady. this is not her la- her only appearance as, as yeah. his wife, so. Suzanne, yes, we have a long, drawn-out divorce and a lot of other problems with, <laughs> even <laughs> when their divorce, he manages to fuck up their relationship even more in other ways. I believe he kind of accidentally kills her father in space. Spoiler. <laughs> in a couple episodes. <laughs> Just doesn't work out for them. But she's great and lovely. And they're having a totally normal time in their kitchen. Looks to be like 6 p.m. She's got a glass of wine. She's talking about root beer floats. And Forrest is just in the corner, hand over his mouth, having to recite his next line. <laughs> which is, I want a divorce. And she thinks he's kidding mm-hmm. because this is out of nowhere. They <laughs> have a healthy marriage. They have a kid. They're doing fine. But he repeats himself until she actually has to believe him. And then <laughs> they actually have to get divorced. She hits him. She tells him he'll never find somebody else and that he's because he's weird. <laughs> And this is this is the true unraveling of a marriage in real time. It's very believable for me, and it's very cringe, but it's very funny. And she's like, Forrest, why? And his only answer is, why not? <laughs> he doesn't have a real answer. <laughs> just, why be married? Like, love the idea of someone coming in like, let's get divorced. Why? Why not? Yeah, why does there have to be a reason? <laughs> let's end on a high note. So she, yeah, she punches his arm a couple times. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's his. That's his argument to her. Is uh, let's, let's, 
she's like, but we're happy. He's like, yeah, let's go out on a high note. <laughs> so after a matter of time, it sinks in and it's real. Forrest thought she would tell him where a clean sheet was and he could sleep on the couch. But no, he is out of the marriage and he's out of the house. He's cast out. He goes to drink wine at some bar and then he goes to sleep in the cold embrace of the office, which is his only remaining relationship. And the fun twist there is that his work couch is already <laughs> occupied by intern Josh. Because <laughs> he only gets paid in what was it, college experience. College credit. Right. College, yeah. college he only credit. took the job because there's no security guard for the bill in the building. <laughs> <laughs> As it turns out. <laughs> And yeah, Forrest is lecturing him about it being a work couch, but he was going to sleep on it anyways, too. So he's been demoted about to the rank of an intern, except that Forrest's sad divorced dad bed is even more sad than the couch. He puts two office chairs together and tries to go to sleep as he's weeping. There is nothing sadder about the trying to shove two chairs together to make a uh, suitable sleeping platform. Truly miserable. I visited my hometown and I crashed at my friend's apartment and they just had a tiny couch where you couldn't actually, even me, a rather short person, could not actually extend my body along the couch. So my solution was to take the cushions, put them on the floor, and then have about a three to five inch gap from like, you know, pillow for head, miss mm -hmm. some of your neck, yeah. then some of your, some of your back. But that ended up working really, really good compared to, well, Forrest's chair bed, which looks just miserable. Yeah, I have, I have like vague memories of like partying in a hotel room in college <laughs> that was like one of those not like a suite makes it sound fancy but it was one of those you know mm -hmm. larger rooms where there's like a slight division between the room that has a couple of beds in it and a room that has like a couch and a desk and the tv or whatever and like partying drinking getting drunk everyone's just kind of crashing wherever and basically like pushing two chairs together and trying to sleep mm -hmm. on that and then having them like waking up basically every hour because they'd slowly start to slide and I'd dip down in the middle. The problem is like at what point is just the floor better? You know? I, this the is where I think the alcohol better. was inhibiting my thought process <laughs> because yes, it would have been better to just sleep on the goddamn floor at that point. Right. <laughs> Not particularly Sometimes... comfortable, but yeah. But, but better. I probably would have slept more soundly, that's for mm -hmm. sure. Sometimes the sweet is not so sweet. Mm. Right. Right, no, just the feeling of your bed collapsing and having to hold it together. That is untenable. <laughs> the more you can stay asleep during sleep, the more sleep it is. That's, that's my preference. Sounds fun. Okay. Divorce! You know what's not fun is divorce. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> and just to rub that in, we get a divorce montage where everything is pervasive sadness for Forrest McNeil. We don't hear his... Oh, another good part of when he had to divorce his wife in the kitchen was when he remembered he had a son and how much that Eric was not going to like this. <laughs> and then my favorite part is in the montage 
when he's yeah. like adjusting to divorce life and it's just him and his son and his son's just hitting him with a pillow over and over again <laughs> right like you actually thought that you would like get the talk or something but it's just part of it where yeah. he just starts hating him and I, I think i did have a friend who in real life when his parents divorced he did just go over and punch his dad in the balls all right then let that be a I warning <laughs> austin yeah <laughs> Trust me, I got plenty of reasons not to go down that road. <laughs> Why not? Is love one of them, Austin? <laughs> love is one of them, yes. <laughs> That's a good reason. That's a good reason. Yeah, kids hate divorce. Eric punches the shit out of his dad, just like his mom. Oh, Forrest is eating in a restaurant and hating happy couples. He can't handle love songs anymore. This love song repeats the word suck it a lot. Yeah. Sounds very romantic. Yeah, I want to know. I want to like a single of that song, actually. I think right? I it sounds pretty good. Yeah. I wonder if it's real or if they made it special for this <laughs> special sad divorce montage. Another thing that sucks about getting divorced is when your intern is pounding it out on your work couch. <laughs> good for the intern. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Josh is living it, and the girlfriend becomes a pretty Wait, major character in I'm their little, adventures. I was a little confused because he comes in ass- naked, of course, and then looking for a condom. And then right. he's like, no, and I'm like, isn't it a little late for that at this point? That's what I thought. We rewound a bit, so that Josh's condom broke. He just, oh, oh okay. broke. Before he stumbles out, fully nude, David, and mm. pixelated. <laughs> and he starts rifling around in Forrest's little tote of toiletries. And Forrest's like, what are you doing? He's like, you have a condom? <laughs> and Forrest doesn't because he was married and he was going raw dog, dog. <laughs> <laughs> but now he's going to need some and he doesn't even have any. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he won't. So he weeps. <laughs> By himself in his little that funny, chair bed. It's very funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. All the weeping and sweating and suffering. Yeah. The only Not thing for that me, makes me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, David's too high-minded for this show. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right answer. But... <laughs> <laughs> you do... want to watch a show about weddings, yeah, waffles, and weddings. I mean, I did enjoy the pancake part, and I thought that was pretty funny. I Well, A... I think just in general, I don't find f- misery heaped upon people humorous, even though I know it's <laughs> fake, right? You know, but <laughs> right. And I know you don't want real misery on normal people who don't deserve it either, Carolyn. But then, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> uh, so I, I generally struggle with that as the base of humor of a of the humor, and then. For something, uh, ever since I was young and watching stuff, like, there, there's kind of, like, this, like, misery humor or dark humor. But it always, like, whenever it involved relationships, it was always, like, even less funny to me. Like, kind of like the, like, John Redcorn, is that his name? In, uh, In King, King of the, the Hill. Hill, where, you know, the joke is that uh dale's wife is just sleeping with this guy and he's too naive to know it or figure it out and he's just always like yeah and he's like even like encouraging her to get more massages and stuff and maybe it's just because i feel like i relate to the guy the the naive good-hearted guy too much who's always getting taken advantage of but then i guess in this case i mean he kind of does it to himself but 
He does. He chose this. Maybe maybe just divorce hits a little too close for home as well, so it might not. Uh... <laughs> it's a little real. Luckily, yeah. you're not. You're I not know, I know. I am office. far removed from it, so it's not that, but it's not like it was a fun time in my life that I like to revisit no. either. And there is. I've a... had breakups and move outs, mm. just not with the paperwork, yeah, not yeah. quite as official. Mm. And they are miserable, which is. <laughs> why i laugh now <laughs> i remember being young as well david and like my family was watching i think it was one of the naked guns and there was a bunch of slapstick where like it was baseball bloopers yeah. bloopers thank you it was oh, yeah. a baseball bloopers where a pitcher was going to catch a ball and then just a tiger leapt out and <laughs> <ate him. laughs> I mean, that's pretty funny and though. It's funny over now. Top, though, you know? But when I was a kid, I'm like, why is everyone laughing? This is a tragedy. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I feel like I brought this up probably once before, but like with slapstick as a kid, I struggled with only because I'm like, those are serious injuries. Like, how is this person yeah. like alive <laughs> right. after that? Like, not that I felt right. bad for because it, it'd be like on Home Alone. I'd just be like, shouldn't those criminals be dead now? Like, they like, are definitely dead. They're like, not and recovering. I was just confused by it. I wasn't like appalled by it. I'm just like, right. Wait, he's, he's got third degree burns at this point. I think it's over for him. Whereas my reaction as a kid to Home Alone was like, oh, I guess you can survive all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're. Yeah. <laughs> Why would it be in the movie if it wasn't survivable? <laughs> you were dropping an iron on your dad's face the next day just, just to laugh at him. <laughs> all right, go punch his balls. This is going to be so funny. Yeah. You know, there's comedy and tragedy masks, and mm -hmm. what is worse to laugh at, right? Slapstick or emotional yeah, yeah, turmoil? Yeah. They're both they're both bad, but they're both funny. Yeah, it I depends mean, it on the context. Funny, yeah. I have a feeling if there is a loving God in the universe that they are <laughs> laughing a lot whenever we <laughs> dislocate our knee or get a divorce. Like, not just laughing, but it is funny. <laughs> Some part of it is funny. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, AJ, I hope my next review is a little more substantial than my last one. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Hello, what's it like to get a divorce? Oh, no. What's it like to, uh, to get divorced? <clears throat> this review would indeed be substantial. Suzanne and I have enjoyed the most loving, functional marriage in McNeil family history. Was all that really going to end? What if I'm, like, just married someone else and then just divorce that person? You know? If you want ideas for easy ways out of things, you go to the right place, but this isn't about finding loopholes. This is about committing to the standard that you set. Even if I beg for help, it seemed that to honor my commitment to this show, I would have to rend my family in two. There was no way around it. I want a divorce. Ha <laughs> 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 Go for it. <sighs> you want to make Rupert fuss? Forrest? I'm not joking. What? What? I can't tell you how terrible it feels. Wait, why? Why, why is this happening? Okay.
Why does there have to be a reason? Wait, what? There has to be a reason for it. Stop Stop looking for a reason. We have to get divorced. Why? Enough of being married. You don't love me. That's it. You don't love me. Oh my God, Eric. What are we going to do about Eric? Yeah. Oh. He is not going to like this. He's not going to like it? Yeah, people get divorced all this time. Don't touch me. You are going to die alone. Do you understand? I love you more than anyone would love you. You're weird. My sudden singlehood landed on me like a ton of bricks. And I would spend my first night alone in the cold embrace of the job that had destroyed my marriage. Josh! Why are you sleeping in my office? Because you pay me in college credits. Can you turn off the light? You sleep me. here every night? Yeah. How long have you been doing that? Since the beginning, that's why I took the internship. You guys all have a security guard. That's a work couch. Close the door! Deprived of the comforts of married life, a divorced man might find himself experiencing something like loneliness. Desperate loneliness. But the more I thought about it, the more I realized, you know what, you're right. Oh. We have been holding each other back. You know, I mean, all I've ever done for you is just reassured you through your many insecurities. Yeah. We can try again on the weekend. You yeah. know, it's yeah. you've lost interest. Okay, take care. Yeah. Without Suzanne, every aspect of my daily life was numbed by sadness, which is among the worst of our emotions. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. Oh, oh. What are you doing? You have a comment? Divorce. A big deal. On the one hand, I've lost the person with whom I planned to spend the rest of my life. On the other hand, I would not have learned of her fundamental unhappiness had I not divorced her. So that's a, that's a, that's a plus. Divorce, therefore, gets... I do, I, I do want to remind you, David, that uh, at one point, Dale did become a better, more attentive husband. No, I know. They actually kind point... of corrected on the show. I wasn't trying to just, yeah, like, Nancy, dog it all. I was just saying. Nancy broke it off of John Rancourt and stayed away from him for the rest of the mm -hmm. series. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I forgot that had a happy ending. Yeah. Well, that's, that's interesting. So... So there's two coins to it, but yeah, I don't begrudge anyone who can't laugh at Forrest when he's crying. <laughs> <laughs> While his intern's having sex on his couch. Josh is Yeah, and maybe one out. of the problems is it almost feels too real, too, at some point. So you're like, <laughs> I'm really feeling like, yeah. That is what I like about it. Seems miserable. <laughs> it's real emotional stakes. It's very funny. There's verisimilitude. Like, I believe that whole kitchen divorce scene, and that's what an unthought-out divorce might go mm. like and this is what his life's going like with that unthought out divorce but you know who's really appreciating the chance to rethink this 
marriage and divorce yeah. is Suzanne. <laughs> Forrest goes back to his home and he's already thinking about how he's going to handle her plea for reconciliation because he's very ready to sleep in his house, maybe in a couch, maybe in a bed. But Suzanne is very ready because she is lawyered up with a surf-loving youngster. And, <laughs> and Suzanne has realized, even though it was a surprise and sudden, that this has given her a chance to rethink her whole marriage. And actually, divorce is going to work out pretty good for her. She's sick of reassuring him, and she's better off without him. In fact, she's already learning to surf. David, did you um, did you recognize the lawyer? Uh, no. no. <laughs> Don't ask me. <laughs> he's I, he's another one of those guys. He's I mean he's younger, but he's been in a bunch of like one-off things here or there. But um, <laughs> he played Harvey Dent on Gotham. Okay. No way. <laughs> remember the remember Gotham? Yeah, I do remember Gotham. <laughs> no. <laughs> he was on 19 episodes of Gotham yeah, I, as Harvey Dent. And I'll be honest, I don't remember Harvey Dent at all. Uh, right? This is where I'm like, I, there's so much about that show I don't remember. But as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, look, it's Harvey Dent from Gotham. <laughs> was it like realistic or did he get to become Two-Face? I don't even remember. I, I may have, I may know. have, I may have stopped watching it. I know I didn't Fair finish enough. Gotham. I don't think I got through the second season, but yeah. <laughs> I, I might have made it a little further than that. I mean, I must have. I don't know when he came out, but yeah, that was that was a, just a bananas show. <laughs> yeah, no, he was in the first season. Yeah, yeah anyway. I got no recollection of Harvey Dent. I just realized something a minute ago, well, a couple weeks ago in real life. Do you know who played Harvey Dent in Batman the Animated Series? Yeah, Richard Mall. Richard Mall. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> uh-huh. No, I remember watching it as a, a kid, job. and then like the, the, one of the Harvey Dent episodes, like I was listening, yeah. like that really sounds like Bull Shannon, and so then I had to like watch the credits <laughs> at the end of the episode to see it, like just a good some inflection you. in the voice. I was like, wait, yeah, and it wasn't because it's not the entire time; it was just one of his lines just really came out, just like, like when he's. Things being really emotal mm-hmm. and screaming because yeah. he plays it pretty straight and like yeah and when he gets well, the especially when he's two-faced there. he goes full evil yeah 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 but he was in house and we saw him play a villainous character there so we knew he could do it but i didn't know <laughs> i'd only watched night court as a kid mm-hmm. had no idea the whole time i was watching batman as a kid <laughs> and i just figured out it was bull and i'm like wow <laughs> good for you Anyways, though, that one I think might be better casted than your Gotham, but I'm not <laughs> going to check. I'm watching Gotham. I want to be clear. I'm in no way, shape, or form endorsing Gotham or suggesting Sounds anyone like should watch it. you love it. it. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to marry and divorce Gotham. <laughs> so, yeah, Suzanne and her lawyer already have the no contest papers there. And to Forrest's credit for how much he used to care about their marriage, he signed them right there. Or maybe... A commitment to his show is a commitment to his show. (laughs) Yeah, commit to the bit. Right, that's the real thing. Maybe it's the commitment to the show, because if you keep with the series over and over again, you'll watch him. 
make these crazy yes and choices to the premise of the show <laughs> and nothing else is his driving master and <laughs> he signs the papers and you can see his little nerdy heart break every second and and it's very clear the lawyer is teaching his wife to surf mm-hmm. and they're giggling and happy together and the lawyer says not to worry about Suzanne and she's already come around to it and how good is that because how sad would it be if one of them got divorced and didn't want to (laughs) so happy ending Forrest (laughs) doesn't want to leave she assures him the door is not locked and he fumbles (laughs) his way out with the slowest saddest awkward I want to kiss you. I want to touch your hair. So, and he keeps backing up until mm, it's absolutely nothing and leaves. So, like, would it have, is it against the rules for him to have said, oh, we need to get divorced for the show? Like, well, that's where, I, that's where I feel like that's the home pancakes are smaller yeah, yeah. than diner pancakes out to this. Mm-hmm. Is like, yeah. just tell her that this is all for the show. So they have to go file the paperwork, but then they'll have to go remarry after that. You know, you just have to. Right. Technically, right. all he has to do is just get divorced legally, right? Like that's all. Yeah, well, that's mm-hmm. that's how they do it. If this was a real show, yeah, maybe. Right. Yeah, is he yeah. probably is like stage it or whatever? But you know, the idea, I guess, the idea is like that they want him to review actual divorce, mm-hmm. not staged mm-hmm. divorce. So that's what he's got to do. Right. This is just what you set out to do. That's why I'm reminding you. <laughs> This is of your own making. Um, To my recollection, in the next couple of episodes, you know, Suzanne's still there. She's very much a part of the rest of this. And he does admit that this was just for the show. And she's already out of the marriage. It's amazing how quick she pivots and how much he was just kind of holding her back. (laughs) And she questions... She just becomes concerned for him as a person that she cares about somewhat, an ex-husband, that he's this dedicated to the show. That becomes its own reason of insanity and concern. So she is already out, (laughs) and she's already over him, and she already questions his his integrity because of how much he's willing to give to this flimsy premise for seemingly very little reason. So that's a continued threat. And he probably could have told her, but is he going to eat home pancakes or is he going to saddle up to the big <laughs> he, griddle? He, he always takes the difficult way out, right? <laughs> yeah. Committed to a fault mm-hmm. until he's not. And he totally loses it. Like in this instance, he goes back to the newsroom to give his official review of divorce. And he refuses. To, he's unable to review it he awards no stars and i believe that's the only time in the whole series that he doesn't he'll always commit to the premise and give even the most terrible experience like 15 pancakes half a star <laughs> i mean no stars is still a review i mean he right. consciously said zero stars zero stars <laughs> zero is a number and then we <laughs> we rejoin him after the commercial break just laying down on the platform just <laughs> laughing to himself all crazy style (coughs) this is a really good bit and you guys remember how much he hated eating 15 (laughs) pancakes the only thing that could be worse than that (laughs) is double Uh 30 pancakes because someone else and like you said and like you said david the 
the title of the episode spoils that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I figured pancakes were coming back and he'd have to eat them again. Well, I mean, it, whether it's going to be 30 or just 15 again or 20 or 16, right. I don't know. But, yeah. <laughs> but apparently someone else like wrote into the show, independent of this other guy, asking him to review eating 30 pancakes. And he didn't learn his lesson. He went back for the uh, diner. Went back to the di- giant same fluffy, diner. Giant uh, platter-sized pancakes. And everyone's so happy to see him. (laughs) (laughs) I did. My favorite detail in all of this is, so like he sits down and he orders the, you know, 10, 10 tall stacks. And the waitress is like, he's doing it again. (laughs) And they start bringing out pancakes. So they bring out like platter after platter of pancakes. And then with this time without being asked, she puts down the like giant pitcher of water for him. (laughs) Like this is, this has become a a routine for them. Like they know how to do this. They know him. They're excited. He hates it. He's not even. There's also a great, when he walks in, they have his picture on the wall from like 8 to 15, (laughs) sitting in a booth, just looking absolutely horrified. Horrified. Terrible. His blood is slow. <laughs> but yeah. this time, this time, he's not even playing around. Yeah. <laughs> I love the resolve of this. It's it's, it's moving. He mm-hmm. talks about how he's finding something in himself, whether it's a deep reserve of perseverance or merely nihilism. <laughs> he doesn't do any of you know the niceties. He doesn't ask for anything. He just glares and commits and they play action music and he is pounding cake Mm -hmm. after cake after cake with a dogged resolution and this one it has a totally different tone than the first time Mm -hmm. but also feels like a different kind of sad man yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) like maybe if guy fiari did it (laughs) (laughs) we've just completely given up on life (laughs) <laughs> and that's that's what I love about this. That's the most inspiring part is he knows now that pancakes can't kill him <laughs> because he's already dead. <laughs> you find it inspiring that way. I, I do. The power you, know? you gain from nihilism. Yes. <laughs> if, the, if you don't have anything else, you can find that. <laughs> like the first time you ever do something hard... You're like, that was the hardest thing in the world and I will never do it again. Like moving or something. And then after you've done it a couple times and you have to do it again, you're like not even that much better at it. But you just do it because you have to. Mm -hmm. And you can hate it the whole time. You can puke. You can glare. You can forego niceties. But you just just, do it until you're done. Mm -hmm. And if you hate it, that's cool too. That's, that's what it takes to eat pancakes. That's what it takes to get divorced. That's what it takes to poop well, later after you ate all the pancakes. Well, like uh, it was my birthday last week. That's and, right. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. It's, I just wanted to say that so I could get a happy birthday. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so you lo- deserve it. Lauren took me out to see these outdoor an outdoor ice maze that was in minnesota oh wow now, you know you our, it's called our sidewalks yeah yeah exactly <laughs> it's austin's house and of course yeah. she, she had to buy the ticket and you, it's like you buy the ticket for this time of the at this on this day at this time so you don't have much of a choice after you buy it and of course it ended up being a night that it was like negative 
five degrees out or something like that. Wow. And then, like, you know, well, we already agreed to do it, and we're going to do it. So at that point, you know, I hate the cold more than she does, but I'm like, it's <laughs> happening. We're doing this. And then you just... <laughs> You stop worrying about it because it just has to be done, right? How did you do? Did you end up I mean, having the shining problems I, in the ice maze? I'll or? say there were tears involved, but they weren't mine. Oh, no. Because <laughs> somebody <laughs> was fueled by the power of nihilism and somebody else was not. <laughs> they tried a different route and yeah, that exactly. didn't see them When I through. just had already given up on any sense of like, this is going to be like comfortable or... <laughs> And it wasn't terrible. I mean, there's some cool ice sculptures in there and such. And we made it through the maze. I bet it was pretty. Yeah, yeah. I, for one, do not have a particularly powerful sense of direction. That's probably one of my low stats on the spectrum. So, And I could imagine an ice maze, you know, being the clearness of the ice not yeah, giving yeah. you very good landmarks except mm. for the statues plus of course yes the negative five being a real <laughs> deterrent really puts a uh, uh cracks a whip as you're going through the yeah, whole thing we were right? told it's warmer in the maze because there's less wind i don't completely yeah. believe it <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh it's like oh it's only negative five in here not negative seven I and mean, it feels so much better this wasn't particularly. And they had like these fire pits outside and those fires couldn't compete with what was going on at that time. <laughs> so how long did it take to get through it? Uh, let's see. We finally got there at around like 6.30 or something. I think to get through it, it was like a half hour, we'll say, around the... There were actually two different routes, so we kind of went through both routes and then... There's a wall at the end that you could carve your name in with this like chiseling tool. And I let her do that because I was too cold. I was like, I was doing everything, but I didn't really want to like spend much time anywhere because I'm like, I'm cold. <laughs> You're like, I'm, I'm meeting the full social obligation. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm, no we're further. here and I'm going to do the things that there are to do here, but. <laughs> well insulated coat makes a big yeah, difference you try your best. If, if you didn't wear like the face mask then then your face yeah, that's yeah. what gets cold on me well the tough thing is like because like my coat kind of it zippers kind of makes a face mask but then you realize you got mm. the zipper against your face and that's metal and you're like well this isn't helping much you know <laughs> and you keep eating the zipper and like, your bah, tongue bah, sticks bah. to it and yeah well, that's a happy birthday because you yeah. survived yeah, without survived. having it was to fun. eat your co-pilot. Listen, there was a warming house at the end with trivia and beer, so I was happy about the end of it all. So your heart was aglow. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad you dug into yourself to enjoy <laughs> your birthday. That's what birthdays are like, all right. And I guess the moral of the story is in general in Minnesota, you have to dig into your nihilism when you realize you're just going to have to be outside for a while in the dead of winter and you just, another winter you know, complaining about it, worrying about it isn't going to help. You just have to deal with it. We only had one day that cold this year, mm. but it was cold. I would go outside I, very briefly during. Good time. Winter's not over yeah, yet. I mean, and... Oh, right. There's probably going to be another little hiccup here. And certainly my strategy for Minnesota winters is just to not go outside, but sometimes right. that's not an option. And then right. And the summers. There's like a month where I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it also gets very hot in the summer, too. So yeah. It's like walking into a mouth. It's terrible. Uh-huh.
studio. Okay. I just got divorced for this show. I don't care what happens next. Okay. Uh, next is she wants to know what is it like to eat thirty pancakes. This is a different person from the fifteen pancake person. Yep. It's two different people. Yeah. Yep. Doesn't seem possible. Here we are. Yep. What's it like to eat 30 pancakes? Go Forrest! Go Forrest! Go! Go, go! It would be challenging to find meaning in any life experience now that my life had no meaning. Also, I hate that kid in the glasses and Augusta, Georgia isn't old. I greeted the prospect of all this pan-fried dough with only a vast, empty numbness. Hey, it's Mr. Pancake! Bring me ten tall stacks of pancakes. What? You gotta be kidding me. Oh my gosh. Hey, Felice! Guess what? And then, from somewhere deep and previously unknown, there sprang a reserve of fortitude and courage. Or was it resignation? Or fatalism? Or nihilism? Or perhaps I simply understood from the darkest corner of my soul that these pancakes couldn't kill me because I was already dead. his dead <laughs> resolve and he succeeds and he pounds those pancakes and everyone cheers harder for him this time <laughs> but his eyes are empty and they all back away pretty mm -hmm. quick <laughs> yeah it's, it's your classic like misery show of it still ends on a high note like he still comes out feeling like he won but also is full of 30 pancakes mm. and Boston. is still divorced and is peeking right. out his guts as he walks right. off to the garden. He's, he's ended his marriage on a high note and he's ending his pancake ordeal on a high note. <laughs> and they leave him a check for whenever he's ready. You hope producer Grant is picking that up because mm -hmm. Forrest is going to need his money to get his own bachelor pad. <laughs> And sure enough, as Austin says, we stumble out again to repeat his vomiting in the parking lot. And this time it's a different car that was thinking about parking. Yeah. And now they won't. Uh... And it, 
It looks so much like pancake batter on the way out. It's like it's just a circle of digestion. <laughs> you know, some yeah, I don't know how that's how it would really look if he vomited pancakes. But I guess I've never vomited pancakes, so I don't know. Right? I think one time as a kid, I ate Oreo cookies to the point of excess and vomited them out. And it looked... It would. It looked like you imagine. <laughs> I did vomit ice yeah. cream once. Oh, that sounds it, like it could be very smooth. And, and well, it's jarring for a second because it's all melted when you. Of course, it is. You just don't think about it when you're like because you eat it frozen and then like you vomit. It's just like melted ice cream coming out. I'm like, oh, I guess it would be melted in my stomach. That makes sense. Right. Right. It's a whole different consistency. Yeah. yeah. And no one likes vomiting, but if you have to, ice cream sounds pleasant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably one of the more pleasant foods I've ever vomited before. Just a nice, smooth vomit. Mm. I'll do that next time. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So we go back to end the episode at his little review station. And you know what? How many stars 30 pancakes gets? (laughs) Five. We're ending on a high note, you guys. Mm, right? He's, he's embraced it. Yeah. <laughs> this is a triumph. And he is going to have to work hard to keep this triumph Faustian as it is because he's still got basically two more seasons to get through this mm. with James Urbiak, Urbaniak taunting him and producing him. Oh, what a tangled web we weave, pastry and heartbreak-wise. David, any last thoughts on this episode? What did you find special? How many divorced pancakes can we put in for you? <laughs> I don't know. I think you kind of got my most of my thoughts mid-episode mid of this. But yeah, so like the pancake stuff I liked, uh, the divorce stuff I didn't. I think in the end, I'm not saying this isn't a good show, but I don't think it's for me, really. Sure, sure. No, you would have laughed more. (laughs) (laughs) Austin, yourself, pancakes, divorce, special? Um, I think I fall somewhere between the two of you Mm -hmm. in my taste for misery humor. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think I enjoy it quite as much as carolyn but i don't mind it quite as much as david <laughs> you're in the middle like a waffle yes like i'm waffling oh, he's I'm waffling <laughs> in my in my opinions on it um so yeah i mean i definitely the the pancake stuff i thought was funnier than the divorce stuff that that was very cringy and there's yeah. funny parts to it but yeah it was also kind of sad uh <laughs> it's so sad that's that's what's funny I am mildly curious to watch some more episodes of this just because I'm, I feel I, I could see myself enjoying the, some of the like goofy real life things that he comes up with to review. Like the, the concept of the premise has potential for me. So. Right. And as reviewers ourselves, it's a little meta to review reviewed. It's very fun to get there and just, you right, know, right. What if you didn't just review food or movies? What if you did live like a crazy person? Yep. Fun to see a comedy flex with such an outrageous premise. Mm. Um, I might watch it again myself. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Deep recommend if you do the whole thing. 
<laughs> I remember when he reviews an orgy very well. I won't spoil anything. <laughs> but of course, I laughed a lot. That's how that can yeah. be funny. It's very funny. <laughs> he wears a suit that has light bulbs in it just to make friends. That I will spoil. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, what what is funnier than misery? Mm-hmm. Almost nothing if it's done right, and if it happens to somebody else. And what what would people give up? Like this guy, he they made a straight man who's insane throughout <laughs> this. It's proven more and more what he gives up to this premise, and it, it reminds me of dedication and perseverance. <laughs> And just that, just that very real part about accomplishing anything. You kind of start to hate anything, even a delicious pancake, by the end of it, if you're doing too much of it. And to finish a project of any length and breadth, you need to overindulge in it. So that little bit of hate can be a beautiful spark as well. And what's a better part of marriage than hate? No, what, what about giving up everything for nothing? That... That is what this show dives into. So, very fun for me to revisit and drag you gentlemen along with. Maybe next time it'll be street sharks. Who knows? <laughs> street sharks. I just noticed that we have every episode of street sharks. <laughs> on our oh, you do too, David. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> We just watched one after this, and it was perplexing. (laughs) (laughs) I thought about making you guys switch to Street Sharks last minute, but (laughs) that wouldn't be fair. But maybe next time we'll have to persevere, dig deep within ourselves. Like, like it was more of a marathon when we reviewed every episode of Saved by the Bell (laughs) because because it was the same thing, and the cake started to get cold, but we had to do it anyways (laughs) and sweat through it. gave up a lot for nothing, yeah. (laughs) And then at the very end, we were rewarded by the angel Big Mike, so it was all worth it. (laughs) The angel Big Mike. (laughs) He's so big. (laughs) He is big. (laughs) I looked him up. He's still alive, you guys, as of lately. Good news. Yeah, he showed up on a couple episodes of the Goldbergs. He did. Or no, his brother did. I forget. Okay. Mike Golick is the like sports guy. He did a lot of sports. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope he keeps his hair a little long. He really should. <laughs> David, when you're not plumbing your depths to a hollow core, where can our listeners keep up with you? <laughs> I know. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's just a tight window. Yep, you can find on Twitter at Dr. Bits. That's doctor spelled out. And, uh... Writing someday, maybe at therealgentlemanofleasure.com. Austin, when you're not ramshackling together a sad dad bed of inmate. Austin, when you're not ramshackling together a sad dad bed of impending destruction, where can our listeners find you? <laughs> at Austin Gorton. And you can read my writing at therealgentlemanofleisure.com. Uh, ComicsXF and ComicBookHerald.com. I have an article up now at Comic Book Herald talking about uh, six notable iterations of the Sinister Six um, in light of, of Spider-Man No Way Home. So uh, check that out. That'll still be relevant when this episode goes up. Uh, that's about it. 
And for I, your host this evening, Carolyn Maine, when I'm not losing my whole lifestyle for committing to a bit, you can find me at carolynmaine.com, Carolyn Maine on Twitter, Carolyn Maine on Facebook, and Carolyn Maine at Gmail, C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-M-A-I-N, like the street. So, you guys, that is it for this episode of a very special episode you can keep up with us at a very special episode podcast.com we are twitter at avse.pod for now until <laughs> the sink fi- the, the 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 boat finally the ship finally sinks <laughs> that's what it is you can email us suggestions comments notes concerns and pancakes at avsepod at gmail.com we are, we are on Facebook, we are on iTunes, we are on Podbean, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. So, for a very special episode, I'm reminding you, although life is all we have, and it isn't necessarily very good, if you put enough syrup on it, you can choke that bitch down. <laughs> Woo! Alrighty, gentlemen, I believe that's all she wrote. Doink. But I definitely vomited in a parking lot. Your neighbors are very unhappy compared to you. He's more than just a beefy a beefcake, you know. Why be so reductive about Ben Franklin? It's French. It's it's got some dirt it's probably got some dirty tricks. I'd say there's a many more things about Above that that make me a coward pancakes are better than waffles for this reason or like these pancakes are really good or these are really bad or whatever which ones he's gonna fuck divorce i think just in general i don't find misery heaped upon people humorous <laughs> but i'm gonna do it anyway it's just like a train of delicious delicious shrimp versus someone who's trying to like just fuck this guy over you're like well this isn't gonna go well right and yeah, but your mom's got, you know, limited, uh, she doesn't have a, a griddle. Shockingly, it doesn't go well. Yeah, let's do this! And the crowd's just, like, staring aghast at him as he sobs. And I ordered one beer, and they bring two out to you right away, and that that's a pet peeve of mine. How sad would it be if one of them got divorced and didn't want to? Eaters low, I guess, yeah. <laughs> you know, they always look, like, happy by the time they're done, even if they've shit themselves. It's just you just love watching the part where you can really see the self-loathing come into it. Well, that's because they're just happy they're done, though. I mean, I think, <laughs> but they're not happy. Yeah, that was this ABC on your home PC with some VIPs of SBTP. Was it Austin G, Doctor DB, RAT, or the C What the heck was with that TV? This podcast is kind of funny. Excuse us all, cause we gotta go pee. That was a very special episode. We dissected that shit from head to toe. Did the time fly by or was it slow? Got so many life lessons. Oh, how we've grown. Seen so much TV 